0: Hello, everybody. My name is Forrest Stevens. Welcome to the What I Learned From podcast. This is a very special episode because this was one of the three things that ended up making me decide to pursue making this podcast you're listening to right now. This episode is about what I learned from Avatar The Last Airbender, the TV show. And the format of it is different than what I actually do here on this podcast because it was intended for my other podcast, The Revelation Podcast. It just means that I'm asking myself a different question. It's not what I learned from, it's what kind of revelations did I have because of this? So some of the language I speak is a little different um, than I would do if I was to do this podcast now, I feel like, because my style has changed and the format has changed. So one of the other things that really formulated this idea in my head of this podcast was the conversation that I have with Johnny Paletto, which is one of the earlier episodes. And it was intended for the Revelation podcast too. But I really kind of started thinking about how much Johnny was interested in self discovery and how the idea of self discovery, self improvement is a really kind of interesting idea that that i would like to explore more so while i was doing kundalini which is oftentimes where i find myself when i come up with ideas i was thinking about that episode the one with johnny paletto and then i was thinking about this episode of the revelation podcast which is about the avatar the last airbender i was trying to think of a good name for it a good title for its youtube video i can't, i originally i had spiritual lessons i learned from um avatar then i had mental health lessons and then it just sort of clicked i thought what i learned what i learned and i was thinking oh this is the format i just asked myself what i've learned from these different things it just dawned on me how this is an easily replicatable format that gets my points across and gets the information out very effectively and so the podcast was born I told Emily about all of this and I was kind of just, it was like a big moment for me. And she suggested that I make it what I learned from instead of what I learned because it's a little more dialed in and I think it keeps it around one subject, one subject, one main focus. And, uh, this has developed into this podcast that you're listening right to right now. So you can thank this episode, that other one with Johnny and the Kundalini practice hope you guys enjoy this episode it is a little different so if this is your first time listening i recommend you maybe check out one of the other episodes and get back to this one because this is sort of more of a uh deep cut for the true wolfs out there and if you're new to this a wolf is somebody who listens to what i learned from so enjoy this podcast today i'm talking about spirituality in pop culture, and in particularly the Last Airbender, the Avatar series, there's just tons of spirituality throughout this show, and it's it's kind of amazing for it being such like kind of a kids show, um, very sort of uh, PG. You know, I think it's rated PG seven or something like that. It's intended for children, and there is a lot of really deep stuff in this show or i'm looking too into it the show really dives into all sorts of different problems that we all face in this world and it deals with them uh very simply and to the point because it's a kids show so it's it's really apparent and obvious what's happening when you're watching as an adult Um, but as a kid it just sort of makes sense and it's but it it kind of can give uh, somebody a real perspective even though it's just a cartoon, it can give them a, a perspective of uh, different people because that's what this show is showing is, um, you know, the four elements being separate, the the world being separate, one element trying to be and one nation trying to be sort of taking over and all encompassing. And this is sort of all uh, metaphors for life. Um, we, we have to sort of come into balance with ourselves and with the world around us. And that's what comes across in this show quite often. We have uh, character arcs of people going through real things. Um, The protagonist Aang has to overcome and come to grips with the fact that he's the avatar. From the get-go, he doesn't want that responsibility. He runs away. Uh, Then, you know, when the world kind of needs him most, he's there. You know, it's, it's a really kind of an epic story. Um, but it, and, and he, he struggles with the fact that he's the avatar the entire time because he identifies so much with, uh, being, a, an airbender and a monk, uh, that fire is, um, you know, something that he doesn't end up bending till like the last minute. Um, you know, obviously spoilers here, but, um, it's, it's really kind of the struggle of somebody coming to grips with who they are. And they do that for not only him, but the, the antagonist, um, Zuko. And then, uh, you know, he, his, he is such a round character, a character that is so developed that you really see a progression there and you can actually relate yourself and other people to the struggle that, uh, that you see in this show. Um, through Zuko's character. He has a uh, character arc where he um, is extremely determined. He knows exactly what he wants and and then he starts uh, struggling with that because um, he starts letting reality come in and he sees that things are different than the way that he thought they were. And he uh, struggles with accepting that and he reverts constantly back. It's sort of like somebody who has these deep behavioral issues you know we all have deep behavioral issues and he's sort of like a, a hard case of that he's almost addicted to the way he was like he can't help himself um kind of go back and and always want the appreciation of of his father who banished him right so this is like a real case study of somebody with some great Uh, inner turmoil and he you know he he struggles back and forth between that but he ends up finding good in himself and balancing himself and uh, working uh, with the avatar and really sort of redeeming himself in the way that is true not redeeming himself in the way that he was told and we um, we see that you know his family is is insanely dysfunctional um and so you see the actual family issues that he has and why he developed the way he did uh his dad being uh the fire lord who is is trying to take over the world uh complete uh narcissistic kind of character and then his his sibling his sister being so um Uh, manipulative and and over kind of compensating for herself that she really becomes the villain in season three so the the main uh antagonist uh he his character arc um comes down into this into this character who's trying to skate by and trying to rebuild and and has, is no longer the main threat or the main bad guy but is instead this entirely different thing and then it becomes a uh, Azula and the tragedy of a, um, somebody who is so wrapped up and, and really kind of um, just fallen in just completely given herself over to sort of the madness of, of uh, being unbalanced and being in chaos The end of her character is uh, this arc of her just kind of slowly going mad and uh, well I should actually say quickly going mad it's a TV show for kids things happen quickly and abruptly so that kids notice them Um, so she you know cuts her hair which is a very obvious kind of uh, symbol that that she's gone Gone crazy, and gone, gone mental with uh, paranoia, and and that's sort of uh, an interesting thing too, because it's really showing something that's very, very real. Um, people do uh, kind of go crazy um, if they have problems that are not dealt with or problems that are encouraged, right? The the unbalance is actually encouraged in her family. Um, So it's really, really wild. And and for sure, I'm looking too deep into this. There's a few other key moments in the show. There's um, the one where the uh, the four Fire Nation kids are around the fire, and they're on the island that is sh- meant to kind of. Uh, you know it's worn to them in the first scene it's sort of the gun on the wall uh, by the grandparents that the island shows you who you are and they have this experience around the fire where they're kind of honest with themselves and they're honest with each other and it's sort of really kind of realistic because we have these moments in life and they're oftentimes on the beach when you feel kind of like wild and in nature and and sort of like you can be yourself a little bit more something about sitting around the fire kind of invokes the socialness of it and the acceptance and what is said here is just kind of like whoom, goes up with the flame. It's a very spiritual powerful thing to be around a fire actually. Um, and it's kind of taken for granted in a lot in a large part, but it's a it's a powerful thing. And that's what that scene really shows. Of course, one part in the show that really stands out is when Aang is having trouble getting to his avatar state, aka his true self, because or his inner self kind of unlock it and control it and, you know, become his, who he's meant to be, right? He's meant to become this avatar who can bring balance to the earth right we can all sort of bring balance to the earth in our own way or bring balance to ourselves by sort of reaching our our peak um our uh our inner selves and kind of expressing uh who you actually are right so that's sort of just a big metaphor for that and you're able to really see a a big connection here this is just wild to see in a tv show uh especially for kids but um he goes and 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 tries to unlock his, his avatar state, his inner self. And he does that with a guru and they drink banana and onion juice and it's disgusting tasting. And I believe it's probably some symbol for something like ayahuasca, something like that. And then they begin unlocking each chakra and they talk about, okay, the root chakra is uh, connected to fear and it is connected with all the fear that you've had Um, all your kind of worldly experiences and they process that and they do it in a very simple way that that pushes the story of a tv show forward um, just through a simple deep breath and meditation and then he you know they move on to the second chakra they're really teaching some spiritual language here and they're they're using something in a way, they're actually using this kind of stuff properly. They explain the chakras as well before they even get into uh, the individual ones. They explain that they're sort of spiritual energy pools that become blocked and they're kind of like pools in a river and if you unblock one, it's going to sort of put pressure into the next pool and help unlock that one. And so in this show, there's also a great consequence to um to unlock some of your chakras and not all of them uh where in this world we know that it's it's always an ongoing process and it is dangerous of course to become partially yourself and then uh completely just kind of forget the practice and and then you always know that there's something out there but you're you but there you're not in it so you're just kind of thrashing around and so it's 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 important and they and they overlay that in the tv show because it's you know uh, a story they overlay the importance by making it very drastic by saying if you don't unlock your chakras entirely they uh will never be uh, able to unlock again so in that episode he he, you know he starts working up the chakras the third chakra is very interesting they uh he burps afterwards and he says um you know, it it didn't taste, the burp didn't taste like uh, banana and onion juice. It, It tasted like something else, pickles. And they make like a kind of little joke. Um, the third chakra is your solar plex chakra. And when doing Kundalini, um, and activating that third chakra, doing specific exercises for that, uh, it'll trigger response, where um, you have taste coming up in your mouth and and it makes you burp a lot. And it really does bring up a taste that is very weird, very much not the last thing you ate. And it's very funny that they reference that in Avatar, um, just with a simple joke, but it's the chakra that when worked on does produce a, a very strange effect of making you burp and giving you a weird taste. Um, So this is like very accurate stuff. It's like very surprisingly accurate. Um, But yeah, they they kind of progress up and they they showcase all the chakras. They give all the information of it. And then he's not able to unlock his seventh chakra, his crown chakra, because that... um, that requires him to kind of let go of the worldly uh, possessions and, and sort of um, give in to the universe. And he uh, can't let go and he has a vision of Katara. So, he, so, so anyway, that sort of drives the, the plot of the TV show more than the actual spirituality of it. But it is very important. It, it does illustrate the importance of following through on these things. Uh, because it, it does, um, uh, it does sort of need to go in this process, and and that's apparent when you start doing actual spiritual practice that incorporates the chakras. I think it's just fascinating, and I just wanted to share this um, kind of insight with you. That you know, I just finished watching the series over again, and uh, it was it was just interesting to me um, and seeing these. These connections and seeing these stories that are directly tied to um, these spiritual practices and and also just sort of all of the different lessons that can be learned from a TV show like this and how important it is for writers to be thinking about these kind of things because it, it makes it interesting for kids to watch and adults to watch and it and I mean and it, it can also have an, a positive effect on people too. So it's really cool to see a show like that. And I just kind of wanted to share um, where I saw some spiritual overlap in the storytelling in this show. And there's there's much, much more. Um, you know, I, I only could just think of a few of the big ones off my top of my head. But um, there's all sorts of ones. Uh, there's family dynamic stuff happening. Uh, friendship. Um, personal kind of things. There's all these struggles that each character has and you can relate them to yourself and to others and it's a powerful tool actually and it's a kid's show. So who knew? Um, who knew there was life lessons to be learned from life and art? I mean, who knew, right? Why else make art besides uh, you know trying to say something? So this show actually says something. I think it's a great show. Um, if I had a kid, I would 100% make them watch it. I would force them to watch this show. (laughs) You say, you better like Avatar. So yeah, pretty cool kids show. Uh, Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this on podcast app, give it five stars. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe. And uh, yeah, Um, thanks to the Patreons and uh, if you want to support the show you can become a patreon a really easy way to support the show though is to share it with a friend that you think would be uh interested in this or share it on facebook social media any of that stuff if you post it on uh, instagram i'll repost it you know all that kind of stuff um yeah cool thanks for watching see you guys all right well thank you for listening to the what i learned from podcast i hope you enjoyed it even though it is a little different than the normal format I think it still gets the point across. I still think I share with you what I learned. And so that's why this podcast is still on here. I find art and media very interesting. I find that it is what we have available for us for a certain type of information. And especially as a creative, this information is very important. And so I want to sort of pay homage to those and really kind of take a deeper look at some of the shows that shape us, some of the movies that shape us, some of the albums that uh, can teach us things and um, some of the things that I've learned from these uh, forms of media and entertainment. If you have any shows or something that you think you would recommend for that uh, definitely comment in the youtube video or contact me directly at force the at gmail.com you can also hop over to patreon if you want to support this show and um, we have a private discord there where we can talk a little bit more in depth i spend a lot more time on there than anywhere else on social media that's why i'm not even shouting out my twitter instagram any of that Try to stay off there, and I suggest that too, but Patreon is a blast, and that is because of the great members we have. We have the Francis brothers. We have Renee, we have Andrew, Madison, Jennifer, Mario, Doug, Mirian, Johnny, and Joanne. Thank you all for your continued support of this show as well as The Homestead on YouTube so thank you all for listening hope you guys enjoyed hope you guys will stay tuned for the next one and hope this doesn't come across a bit too hopeful let's all be good to each other let's all be good to ourselves and i hope to oh there's that word again anyway i hope you guys have a good day we'll talk later on this show you know i've talked a lot about money um investing is an interest of mine money is really important it's a store of energy of our uh, of ourselves and basically We can use it to create in this world. We can make all these different things happen just because of the money that we either use and the more you accumulate of it, the more you can create. And it's just a, it's a fascinating subject and it's a lot easier sometimes to actually save money than it is to make money. So today's sponsor is mint mobile. And if you're in the States and you have a cell phone, you can probably save a lot of money by switching to mint. I mean, mint has these plans. It's like 15 bucks a month, unlimited calling, unlimited texting, five gigabytes of data. They have 4g, 5g plans. And for 30 bucks, you can get unlimited data included with that plan. And so it's like 30 bucks unlimited data and the internet is so powerful. We need to get on there. We need to learn. I mean, you're probably, you're using the internet right now to listen to this, to download this. Um, it's important to have and you might be able to save a ton of money by switching to mint so check out the link in the description for mint mobile and we get a kickback here we get a small commission so it really really supports the show it's super super important to um feel like i can actually do this and make a little bit of cash um this podcast so it's going a long way, and it's really important for you to save money as well. So if you are spending too much on your mobile, go at least check it out, see if the coverage is good for you, if the service is good for you, and basically it's a smart business as well. What they've done with Mint Mobile is they've, um, they've basically done what more and more companies are doing to save money and to pass it on to consumers, which is not have a retail store, There's a lot of empty shopping malls out there in the world now because there's no need for companies like Mint Mobile to have a cell phone kiosk in the mall or whatever storefront. And so they can pass those savings from not having to, um, you know, rent and lease that space, not having to employ those people working there. They can employ people in a more concentrated fashion so they can have less employees and serve more people basically. And they do it all online, all through the internet. And the customer service is supposedly pretty good still. Um, that's the other thing too, is you don't wanna like lose things by switching to Mint Mobile. So I would, je- I would just recommend checking them out, see if it's a fit for you. Um, basically when I ever have a problem on my cell phone, I'm calling them anyway, I'm not going into a store. Uh, that's just, you know, you're just looking to get upcharged basically by going into a store anyway. So um, check it out, links in the description, like I said.